Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Seth Harp's going to be our producer to start with. Bennett Solomon will come in a little bit later, a little tag team today. Um, lots of things to talk about today. First of all, World Series. Man, if you had Texas and Arizona, then call me and play my lottery numbers because that was about as unexpected as you could get. But that's the way it is. I'm a baseball guy. I'm going to watch. But I must tell you, I don't know a lot of players on those teams. But we'll get to know them when we watch the series. Um, also, we'll talk Florida, Georgia. The good news is you get a week off to sort of recharge the batteries. But then, like, when this week comes, play the game already. Play it. Is it Saturday yet? You kind of want that. Uh, Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus will join us here in about 10 minutes, talk a little college football. We may, may get Urban Meyer today if he's done golfing. And that's how it is. Reached out to Gary Daniels from, from CBS. Uh, here's what I got. <clears throat> Buzzer. Nothing. But we'll try again because this is the last go-around for CBS and the SEC. Whether, by the way, as you call in today, will you miss CBS's coverage? Been doing it a long time. And I know a lot of people before we got kind of, you know, Vern Lundquist, until at the end he kind of, you know, but before that, I think a lot of people liked Vern. I did. So will you miss CBS's coverage uh, as you call in today? Let us know that. Um, also, even in the NFL, this is happening, and I certainly understand why it is. Look, when you ask to have cameras, replay, slow motion, everything involved in trying to get things right, well, you're going to see some things that you normally would not see as fans, as players, as coaches, as administrators, that you wouldn't catch. Well, that happened in the Colts-Browns game the other day. And the Colts owner now is asking for rule changes to be made. He says the NFL admitted the officiating crew blew two calls that both went against the Colts in the final 50 seconds of the game. And he is proposing a rule that would make all calls reviewable in the final two minutes. Let me say that again. He wants to make all calls reviewable in the final two minutes. You on board with that or not? I'm not. And I'll tell you why I'm not. 
Because then you're telling me, by doing that, the last two minutes of the game are more important than the other minutes of the game. Right? I, I don't buy that. You, you can have a missed call at the beginning of a game that can set the tone for the entire game. So why isn't that reviewable? But I want to know what you think. And in concert with that, do you think officiating is, even at the college level, is about the same as it was, worse than it was, or better than it was lately? Okay? So hopefully we'll have a little discussion today about those things. Call us, 392-8255. You can email S. Russell at WRUF.com. I think also seven Gator players, I think I'm right in this, made NBA rosters, including Alex Fudge and Colin Castleton with the Lakers. Um, so congratulations to all of them. Tonight, Magic starts and the Heat start. So we'll see what happens there. Um, okay, Jonesy says, what part of the defense and part of the offense that needs to step up in order to win this game? I will say the defensive line's got to play the game of the year in order to win. If you have the offensive line, they can play average, not spectacular, but that defensive line's got to put pressure on the quarterback and stop the run. Let's just say they got to play the game of their life. Well, I, let me ask this. If I said to you what group has played better Defensive line or the offensive line? I think most people would say defensive line. I think. I think the offensive line has got to give Mertz time. they got to be able to run the ball. But, yeah, I think this is a line. Of, not that all games aren't, but I think this game in particular is a real line of scrimmage game. Let's go to our Clear Sound Audiology phone lines. And Woody will lead us off today. Hi, Woody. Yeah, hey, Steve. You were asking about uh, officiating and reviews and stuff, uh-huh. and um, I don't want more. Because um, I swear, Steve, I may be prejudiced because I get frustrated with how long they take, but I think they still get just just as many calls wrong. I was watching, no fooling. I just happened to be channel surfing last night. I stopped on the Bruins-Blackhawks game. Okay, I'm kind of a Bruins and kind of a Blackhawks fan. Don't watch a lot, but those are the teams I watch. So I'm like, oh, cool. So the first thing I see is they're in the middle of a review, and what they were reviewing was – was the guy's skate clear of the blue line before the puck was clear of the blue line because somebody scored a goal 15 or 20 seconds after that, and they wanted to go back and say, was he offside and the goal was gone. All you see is a blurry blue line, a blurry skate, and a blurry puck, and somehow that official said, oh, that guy was offside, no goal. You know, I'm thinking, seriously? Like, he didn't have a breakaway straight to the goalkeeper, you know, the other players were there playing defense. They allowed a goal. This is ridiculous when we're talking about a half an inch and three things that are blurry, you know. And it just happens over and over again. How many blades of grass are next to that guy's shoe? Is he in bounds? You know, how close, how much can we magnify? I just, I just get sick of it. I, I find myself so many times during any review, whether whatever the sport is, I'm just like, get on with it. Make the call and let's go. I get so fed up with the delay, I don't care what the result is because, like Coach Furrier says, you got to play the game. you got to keep playing anyway. You know, he, I heard him say just the other day, 
what's the down and distance? That's all that matters after they make their call. You know, next play. And and I just get frustrated, and I want less replays. Okay. All right. Woody, thank you for your call. Uh, Ken is next. Hi, Ken. I certainly don't think we need uh, to review every play the last two minutes of the game. That would not only slow it down to an unbelievable uh, speed, but it would also take all the fun out of watching the game. I mean, it would just be so frustrating that every play had to be reviewed. I think that's I think that's crazy. Uh, you you were asking whether or not you thought the officiating was better, worse. Uh-huh. In in some cases, in some cases, it seems that the that the officiating is worse, and and it actually seems to me that there are some teams that get more bad calls against them than others. Um, I, I'm a I'm a Falcon fan, and I know they're not the best team under the sun uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But it seems to me that if there's going to be a bad call made, it's going to be against them. And so it's just, I don't think we need any more replay because it doesn't seem to be doing that much good. I think one of the reasons why I've changed, okay, I I was for replay because the object is to get the call right. That's what replay Mm -hmm. was designed to do. Officials are human. They're going to not see something. They're going to make a mistake. So replay was designed to give video evidence of changing the play. Great. Well, the more now we've reviewed this, and in this case the other day, right, I I understand the Colts owner. I I get it because his team got victimized by this. And when he, he doesn't say every play, he says all calls reviewable. So in other words, if they run a play and there's nothing called, you know, it's second and five, they run a running play, they don't review that. What he's saying is if I have a holding penalty or a pass interference penalty in the last two minutes, that would automatically be reviewable. That's what he's trying to say. Oh, I understand. Um, One more question. I was uh, a couple of years ago, I was listening to the, uh, the SEC championship game and I happened to be listening to it on the radio and the radio announcer said that the officials looked at the game uh, looked at the replays through a, a different screen uh, from us and uh, and I'm thinking and it, 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 first of all is that true as far as you know and secondly uh, why wouldn't they look on the big jumbotron where Supposedly, there's magnification and, and clarification. Well, if you watch any game, screen. if you watch any game, Ken, the official is on the field looking through, you know that that gadget there. They're not going to look at a video, great big board replay because sometimes it doesn't zoom in, it doesn't give you different angles. That's what they see. So they're see, you're they're seeing something different than what the fan sees. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you very Ken. much. Yes, sir. Dave, we've got to have you call back. I've got Max Chavik Pro Football Focus coming on next, but I do want to get your call. 1214, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Izzy McGarvey. In its third straight road match, 19th-ranked Florida Volleyball will take on Ole Miss tonight in Oxford, Mississippi. Coming off a win against Texas A&M last week, 
as Lake Gators look to widen their all-time series lead to 59-3 over the Rebels. Tonight in Gainesville, the high school volleyball playoffs are in full swing. In the Class 6A tournament, the third seed Gainesville Hurricanes are hosting the sixth seed Navarre Raiders in the regional quarterfinals. Down in Orlando, the Magic will kick off their 2023-2024 NBA season, hosting the Houston Rockets in their home opener. Last season, the Magic had a losing record of 34-48 with a 20-21 record at home. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Izzy McGarvey. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey, Bill. Is There's great charities all throughout the state of Florida. I think you know that, and many of you are involved with a lot of great ones. I've got one I want you to be involved with, the Roadie for Boys Ranch in Palaka. It helps at-risk young boys from difficult and troubled home environments get their lives back together, and they do it through your help. And the help is simple. Your donation, a tax-deductible donation, of any sort of vehicle you don't want or need, a car, an RV, a boat, motorcycle, just about any vehicle, these kids take the vehicles, they fix them, they resell them. This is how they learn real-life skills. So if you want to help a young boy get their life back together, this is a great way to do it. It goes a long way towards helping this really great cause. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. Is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. When you're in town either before or after the game and you've got an appetite, you need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. They also have salads and vegan options. Dick Mondell's knows better ingredients make better meals. You'll taste the difference. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead online. Open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and fries. Can you imagine rising for work before the crack of dawn? Tending to hundreds of acres of land before dusk? Well, that's what happens on 47,000 Florida farms every day. Florida's farmers work hard to grow nutritious food for you and your family. And you can help support them by enjoying delicious fresh from Florida produce. Look for the sunny fresh from Florida logo where you shop or visit freshfromflorida.com to learn more. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Board License D056341. Have you wondered how much it would take for you to retire this year? If you're retired close to it, you're being bombarded with lots of information. Some of it good, some of it bad. But you have to know the potential roadblocks moving forward. My name's Mike Lester. I've been a financial advisor for almost 25 years, and I host the Guarding Your Nest Egg radio show. I'm holding a free webinar, What's It Like to Retire? Take that money, live off of it for the rest of your life, and how do you need to be invested? Learn more Thursday, October 26th at 3 Eastern online. Register at guardingyournesteg.com to find out how much you need to retire in 2023. Guardingyournesteg.com. It's virtual for your convenience, but space is limited. This event is completely free. 
Thursday, 1026, 3 p.m. Eastern. Register now. GuardingYourNestEgg.com. That's GuardingYourNestEgg.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell from my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They don't have any new vehicles. They haven't in over 40 years they've been in business. They specialize in giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. They always keep up the best and the highest inventory of high quality used vehicles. Check them out online, secars.com. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, Southeast Car Agency. Looking for your next career opportunity? The Florida Department of Corrections is hiring throughout Florida, offering a competitive starting salary of almost $50,000, plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions with a range of comprehensive benefits. As a correctional officer, you can start a stable career with competitive compensation in a controlled, team-oriented environment. No experience is required, so kickstart your career today and make a positive impact on your community. Text apply to DCJOB or visit FLDOCjobs.com to apply today. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. We will continue our discussion, and I want to get your feedback on whether you think officiating today is the same, worse, or better than what it was. And we'll talk about uh, what the Colts owner has said about uh, replaying uh, calls in the last two minutes of the game when calls by the officials are made. But right now we're going to talk some college football. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, joins us now. Max, I want to start here with Florida, Georgia, because I don't know, you know, from an odds maker standpoint. I mean, I think the the spread has gone down a little bit, but I'm curious to see what Brock Bowers' injury does to Georgia's offense because they got him the ball in a lot of different ways. How do you see this matchup? Yeah, I think that's a great point that you made, Steve. That is obviously the biggest storyline going into this game is that Brock Bowers, easily the best tight end in college football, easily Georgia's best receiving weapon. And honestly, I think once he's finished this season, you may make a case that he's the best tight end college football has ever seen, honestly. And I don't think it's hyperbole to say that either. Uh, it's a major loss for Georgia now that he's out. He has 237 more receiving yards than Georgia's next closest wide receiver. So this has really been the Brock Bauer show in the passing game. Now Carson Beck is going to have to find a different uh, pass catcher. And look, Florida's no slouch, man. This is a top 30 team in the country, in my opinion. Uh, they're going to probably give Georgia more of a fight than people realize, but I still think the Bulldogs come out on top, even without their superstar tight end. Uh, let, let's go around to some other uh, things going on in college football. When I watched Penn State it amazes me that they can't recruit wide receivers. And when I watch Southern Cal, they can't seem to recruit defensive people. What's going on here? Yeah, the Penn State one is definitely, I think you hit the nail on the head, that the, the receiving core is just not there for Penn State right now, and that's a big issue. And usually they, they did pretty well in receivers in years past. You know, obviously Jahan Dodson was a star for Penn State. Uh, Chris Godwin a few years ago was really good for the Nittany Lions. 
Uh, KJ Hamler was really good. Parker Washington was good. This year, they don't have a guy. And usually, Penn State really relies on one receiver to really carry the load. This year, they don't have that. And, and it's a big reason why this offense is struggling right now. And I think the offensive line outside of Olu Fushano, the left tackle, is an issue, too. So I think everything on this offense, play calling, offensive line, receiving core, is a problem. Uh, and I think Drew Aller is, is kind of left on his lonesome right now. So that's a big issue. And then, yeah, you mentioned defensively for, for USC. And that, that has been Lincoln Riley's uh, kryptonite, basically, since he's been the Oklahoma head coach. Uh-huh. You know, He's always had one of the top five offenses in the country, always had consistently one of the below-average to even worse defenses in college football, and it's no different this year. Uh, until he hires a new defensive coordinator, until he gets rid of Alex Grinch, who he's been with forever, uh, I don't think this is changing anytime soon, man. So I really think Lincoln Riley, this offseason, if he goes to the NFL, that's one thing. And I, there have been reports that he's got one eye in the NFL right now. But uh, if he does stay, I think the first order of business has to be getting a new defensive coordinator and just letting him run the show on defense. I couldn't, when this story kind of broke, I thought of you, Max, and coming on the show to get this reaction about this whole thing in Michigan with, you know, spying or whatever you want to call that. Uh, interesting, some of the people here on this show who call in, and I love when they do it, and email, it's been kind of split. It's like, look, this is nothing, this shouldn't be anything new, this kind of stuff goes on, what's the big deal, or hey, you know, is this a bigger deal than what people think? What's your take on this? Yeah, it's a great point, Steve, and I think honestly, it's it's somewhere in the middle. I think the outrage has, has been justified in some respects, but I think some people are going a little too far, but also I think a lot of the Michigan fans are saying, hey, this is nothing. That's not true either. Like This is, this is definitely a story here. Uh, I think the big issue, obviously, and come, there's more and more details that come out on this every single minute, it seems like, and it makes it look shadier and shadier. Originally, when it came out, I was like, oh, listen, everyone's doing this. Uh, they just try to bust Michigan. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, Connor Stallion's buying tickets to every single game, basically, of teams that Michigan can play against. Um, he's recording on his phone, too, which is a big no-no. So, one, you can't buy tickets to opposing, uh, you know, teams and watch their games. That's a big no-no. Two, you're recording on your phone, and then he's standing next to the coordinators on the sideline giving them signals. So this is a big story. I I really think so. Will it get to the point of the Houston Astros, Boston Red Sox, New England Patriots? Will it get to that level? I'm not sure. Uh, But I don't know if it will happen this year, this season. I don't think this will affect Michigan's chances at a national championship. But I do think in the offseason, this will be a major storyline. And honestly, it could push – this could be the final straw for Jim Harbaugh, and he might say, you know what, I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm going to go back to the NFL and coach there. Yeah. Uh, Max Chadwick, our guest here on on, uh, Sports Scene from Pro Football Focus, talking college football. Let me go back uh, to end here with the SEC. Three teams in the SEC East control their destiny, Florida, Georgia, and Missouri. Week by week, I'm becoming a Missouri convert. What do you see when you see this Tiger team? Yeah, this this Missouri team is electric, honestly. You know, last year they were they were very below average offense. They go out and they get a new offensive coordinator, Eli Moore, and he's been fantastic for, for the Tigers this year. They have one of the best receivers in college football, Luther Burden the third. Uh their quarterback Brady Cook, who many Missouri fans wanted benched before the season. Now he's one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC right now. The offensive line has been one of the best in the country this season. Uh, this offense is cooking with gas right now, honestly. And it's a very scary offense for anyone, including Georgia, to go up against. 
Uh, the defense is, is playing well, too. So, yeah, I would agree with you. I, I think Missouri, in my opinion, is the second-best team in that SEC East behind Georgia right now. Florida plays Arkansas next week, and I think at the start of the year, you know, they had K.J. Jefferson. They had a really good running back. I think they thought their defense wouldn't be good, and it wasn't. It's gotten better, but the offense has just been horrible. They fire their offensive coordinator. What's going on at Arkansas? Yeah, it's kind of a disaster, honestly. And, you know, I had Arkansas in my top 25 in the preseason, and uh, obviously I, I very much regret that right now. Uh, this offense has been, like you said, it's been a disaster. You know, KJ Jefferson has just not really looked like his dominant self. They fired the offensive coordinator. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if Sam Pittman is on his way out, too, and all of a sudden this becomes one of the top coaching jobs in the offseason. But, yeah, I, I was excited for KJ Jefferson. I was excited for Raheem Sanders, who's battled a lot of injuries this year, too. They're running back. Um, I thought their ground game would really carry them to be a surprise team in the SEC, and it has kind of been it has been a surprise, but in the wrong way, you know, where they've been a very, very maybe the most disappointing team in college football this season. So, yeah, a lot's gone wrong, specifically on offense for the Razorbacks, when it really could have been an electric ground game that they could have had. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see more coaches from Arkansas uh, get shown the door after the season. Wow. All right, I'll go back and recircle here, Florida, Georgia. The last couple, a lot of Gator fans here before Vanderbilt and South Carolina were calling for Billy Napier to open up the offense, throw the ball downfield more, whatever that is. Graham Mertz's completion percentage is ridiculous at 70-something percent. Do you sense Florida is opening up the offense more, and do you think that trend will continue? Yeah, they really have. Uh, you look at Florida right now, they are one of the lowest rates in the country in terms of how often they run the football. And that was something that, you know, you and I, I know we've talked about it before, and they did it in the Tennessee game where it was like, okay, that should be the bread and butter of your offense because Graham Merce is just not really a quarterback you can trust. Well, Graham Merce is really turning around, honestly. He's been a pretty solid quarterback for Florida and someone that they're clearly relying on more and more. Uh, so, you know, even though they have Trevor Etienne, even though they have Montreal Johnson, you would think that that would be their bread and butter of the offense, just relying on those two running backs. Really, they haven't been at all. They, they've been running the ball at one of the lowest rates of the country. So um, I still think they can run the ball even more than they're doing right now, but I have been very, very impressed by not only Graham Mertz, but this receiving core, man, is a lot better than I even thought it would be entering the season. So I've been impressed, man. I've been, I've been very impressed by Grant Mertz and this group of receivers right now for the Gators. All right, Gator fans, you hear what the guys got to say, right? Impressed by the young receiving core. We'll see if it bears fruit on Saturday. Max, as always, where can people see your work? Yeah, you can find it at pff.com. And also I host a show called Preferred Walk-On. Uh, we're actually about to record our preview episode for the week in Georgia, Florida. will be one of the games that we preview. So if Gator fans want to check it out, uh, check it out on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcast as well. Always enjoy it, man. Thanks for your time. Of course. Thanks, Steve. You got it, Max. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus. Uh, they study every play, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, you talk about breaking things down. And so when he tells you, what he just did, that's because they they break things down. 1229 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. We'll open the phone lines back up for you. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. 
College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. When you're in town either before or after the game and you've got an appetite, you need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. They also have salads and vegan options. Dick Mondell's knows better ingredients make better meals. You'll taste the difference. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead online. Open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Time for your UF Bookstore break, right here on Sports Scene with me, Steve Russell. Give me a break. Give me a break. Log on to WRUF.com and sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF Bookstore in the Wright Union. Just our way of gearing you up and saying thank you, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Your Wednesday afternoon is looking partly to mostly sunny with a strong breeze easily pushing highs into the 80s. Tonight, simply cool and dry in the 60s. And we're just looking at more of the same on Thursday and Friday with sunny skies all the way and highs in the 80s. Now it will be slightly warmer this weekend, but dry weather continues. From UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. L.A. is coming at USC. They're coming at Lincoln Riley. Caleb Williams looked like he had checked out. He was sitting on the bed, like not even fired up. Final drive, get up. Let's go. Be involved. He's probably thinking, oh, I got that Wendy's commercial. I got to shoot on Monday. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to 
to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on the ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Thank you, Coach. Okay. Again, if you're just tuning in earlier in the show, we are hoping to have Urban Meyer today, but he is literally on the golf course, and hopefully he'll be done by our last segment. We can sneak him on here today. Uh, Tomorrow, Sean Kelly's here for a couple of segments. Mark Weiser, who covers Georgia for the Athens newspaper, will be here to talk Georgia. And Friday, it'll be our normal prognostication Friday. So that's all coming up this week. Um, If you're just tuning in, two things. Officiating. Do you think it's better or worse than it has been recently? And replay. Do you want more of it, less of it? Let us know. Because I got to tell you, I, I guess because I don't have a stake in most of the games the Colts got robbed the other day. No no question. And I understand why the owner wants in the last two minutes of game for calls to be that are made to be reviewable. All of them. If an official says offsides, that's reviewable. I don't know if they'll do that. But I want to get your thoughts. Um, also, this was announced how many months ago? That Florida was going to wear black, uni- you know, the alternate black uniforms for Arkansas. Mike's email. Now remember, they did that. They didn't do this and have him wear them in September. This is Florida's next to last home game. The weather's crazy. They did, but they didn't know what the. You would think November, whatever it is, fourth, sixth, whatever the date is, it would be seasonal. It's going to be in the upper 80s here. That's not seasonal. I don't know what's going to be for the game, but let's say it's in the 80s, just for conversation's sake. He says every weather service has it at 80 degrees. That's in the shade. In the sun, it's closer to 90. And when you take everyone wearing a black shirt, it'd be like a giant black top in the stands. This is just for UAA to make Gator fans buy a black gator shirt they'll never wear again in Florida. Well, number one, people wear black shirts in Florida all the time. I do. Are you telling me people don't wear black shirts in Florida? Come on now. And number two, do you know what this is for? Do you know what this is for? It's to honor the military. And the gators will take the uniforms that are being worn, and raise money for military. So I get it. Would you rather have the temperature be 60? Sure you would. But come on. This is not a UAA ploy. This is not a UAA conspiracy You know, did they ask God to make the weather 85 degrees? I don't think so. So, and here's the other thing. 
You don't want to buy a black shirt? Don't buy a black shirt. Don't wear a black shirt. Wear purple. I don't wear, wear what you want. Nobody's making you do anything. Just saying. All right. Patrick says, he picked Texas and Arizona for the World Series. He's laughing. Uh, here's what Georgia fans will be saying Saturday night. Well, you only beat us because we didn't have our best player. It'll help us to refocus and play harder. Well, maybe. Um, we'll see. Uh, Lucas says he'll miss the SEC on CBS because that's what he grew up with, was my introduction to the sport of college football. Also asked that. You know, getting, getting Gary Daniels in here, he's been here before, but it's very difficult because CBS has some axe to grind with ESPN or vice versa, and they can't do an ESPN affiliate radio station without special permission. I'm trying to get that, but I'm not holding out. Some years we get them, some years we don't. But will you miss the SEC on CBS when it goes? Ronnie says kind of ambivalent about it. Much prefer the ESPN platforms. Hope we never get Fox. Don't exactly know what it is. Graphics, camera work, on-air talent, just substandard in his opinion. Mike says, beware of Arkansas. Their average loss is only by six points. That's true. Very good point, Mike and Ormond Beach. It, they've lost a lot of tough games. But that can grate on you. Right? But I, but I hear you. They've not been blown out. Tampa Mike says, I felt a lot of AR's inconsistencies were attributable to the poor receiver position last year. Imagine if he stayed with these receivers. Unstoppable. I don't know about that, but I get it. Tony, uh, Greg is with us. Hi, Greg. Hey, Steve. I enjoy the show as usual, especially Florida, Georgia. Quick comment on the black shirts. It's funny. Uh, got one on right now. In fact, my girlfriend always keeps the apartment barreling down on like 70, 68. I freeze so easily. So I got a long sleeve gator black shirt on right now. And she even asked me why you're wearing black on Georgia week. And I told her, well, we're wearing black next week. So it's all good. <laughs> but what I called about was the uh, replay official, Steve, you know, it's funny to me though, is, is that everybody called when we back in the day when, and you guys were, we would talk about this. You would even comment saying, you know, we need this so we get plays right. And, and now we're saying we, we hate them. And it's just kind of funny how things change and evolve. And I personally love it. I do think they get kind of whacked off. I do like that they have their own little cameras. He can change the angles. I totally agreed on that comment and replied to an email you made. But um, there's my question. I'll take it off air as usual. 14-point underdogs right now, Steve. Do you think – that that's legit. Do you think Florida, you know, could, you know, anything could happen on any given Saturday? I get it. But just for all practical purposes, with your world famous silver uh, crystal ball, Steve, uh, do you think that that's about right, 14 points? And do you think uh, that that'll end up being the difference in the final score? And I'll listen off there and go Gators beat okay. Georgia. Thank you, Greg. Uh, I am, I'm not a betting guy. I never have been. Um, but I thought that was about right. You know, I thought 10 to 14 was about right. I still don't think people nationally have understood that Florida's played better the last couple of weeks. And I think Georgia, what they've done speaks for itself. I mean, they've, they've had some slow starts, but in the end, they normally beat people up. So, yeah, I think that's about right. Can Florida win the game? Of course they can win the game. The, the the great 
unknown here is what Georgia does offensively without Bowers. Now, you would think they'd be good enough to adjust, and now we're going to see. But remember, that defense is still there, and that's what Florida's got to navigate through in part of this. Uh, Tony says, I love the comments like people who wear black are going to just drop dead in the crowd from the heat. I'll be wearing blue, but happy to contribute to the charity if they announce it. Daryl says he's going to miss CBS. Hope Georgia comes out and press man coverage so we can take some shots down the field. Mike says a simple answer to the black jersey controversy. Move it to the FSU game. And I think it's too late for that, but I hear you. Um, Lee says the biggest single gripe I have with Napier so far is not alternating the uniforms. Doesn't give us any promotional advantage. I'm glad he's decided to do the black jerseys, but they should donate to local charities. The disparities on the east side of Gainesville are egregious. Love our troops. Our military accounts for a huge portion of the budget. They don't need our money. Poor folks on the east side do. Well, again, it, isn't it interesting how, in a good way, that you can have all this different point of view, and that's kind of cool. Andrew says, as Trey smack a weapon against Georgia, will field goals be useless against Georgia? We have to keep up with their scoring. I think so. I don't see this game being, you know, 20 to 17. I just don't. So, yes, I think Smack is going to be a weapon. Will trick plays or some type of chance taking needed to upset them going forward on fourth? Perhaps. What you don't know, Andrew, is what's the tone of the game like? I mean, if it's, if it's, you know, fourth and one and it's a, it's a scoreless game and you've got the ball at the Georgia 48, you going to go for it? Uh, okay, if you do and you make it, you're a genius. If you don't make it and then Georgia takes over and scores, then you know what the hell did Napier do? Uh, th- that's just how that that works. Uh, Todd says, "Stop with the dreams of playoff aspirations. Even if we ran the table, too many great teams that would have less than two losses." Well, I, I mentioned this yesterday. It's fascinating to me in hosting this show every day for 100 years, where the gamut is of emotion week to week. Wasn't that long ago, Florida was going to win four games. Now, if we run the table, can we win the national championship? That's how this is, how it works. He's going to predict Georgia does two things. Offensive, they'll use some run play scheme that blocks well against our front. front. Uh, I want to thank Armstrong, uh, can figure it out, make the adjustments before halftime. Defensively, Georgia will adapt to what Florida's doing. Short passes, they'll adjust. I believe Florida needs to incorporate some misdirection and formation variations to disguise plays and make the defense think. Well, that's maybe something you can do in the bye week, certainly. Like Florida State, the Georgia defense flies to the football. We need to slow them down. 1245, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Lots of emails, but... Pick up a phone. Let's talk some sports. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Izzy McGarvey. 13th-ranked Florida women's golf is currently competing for its third consecutive tournament title at Old Waverly Golf Club in West Point, Mississippi. Last look has the Gators in first place through round three. 
Number 19 Florida Volleyball travels to Oxford, Mississippi for an SEC match against Ole Miss tonight. The Gators hope to return to Gainesville with a win, going into a challenging four-match home stretch with three of four opponents ranked within the top 15 in the country. Deep into the high school volleyball postseason, the third seed Gainesville Hurricanes will host the sixth seed Navarre Raiders in the Class 6A regional quarterfinals tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Izzy McGarvey. FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Money-saving news for Florida health care workers and their families. It comes from My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, which is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. It's been the institution I've done my banking with for over 30 years. Yes, a name change, but the same great service, same great people, and they will take care of your money needs. And... They ask you this, does your current checking account pay you? FICARE will pay 5% with no monthly fees, and that helps you save money. And once again, they'll treat you right, they'll take care of you, and I invite you to switch today to FICARE Federal Credit Union. You can find them online, FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org. Game is home or away. Gator fans have been going places. Take your Gator pride everywhere with UF's newly designed license plate. Your plate purchase supports UF and first-generation student scholarships. And don't forget, Florida residents can collect a $25 Gator plate rebate. Visit ufplates.com to learn more. Upgrade to a UF specialty plate today. And remember, wherever you go, go Gators! Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the, the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy and I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Attention Florida drivers, October is National Pedestrian Safety Month, and we want to remind you that staying safe is a shared responsibility between you and pedestrians. Last year in Florida, there were over 10,000 pedestrian-related crashes. As a driver, be extra cautious and look out for pedestrians at all times. Slow down and yield to pedestrians in crosswalks. Failure to yield can result in a fine and three points on your license. Remember, safety starts with you. This message is brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. You love the Gators. We know that. But how well do you know your Gators? The HBC wants you to show us with your visor's vision. Every week, Coach is giving an autograph visor and a $50 gift card away to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. All you have to do is log on to WRUF.com and guess the total combined points that will be scored in the current week's Gators football game. 
the closest one to the final tally without going over will win an autographed visor and a $50 gift card courtesy of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. And it's only here on your home for Gators football. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Call us up, talk some sports. Email us, talk some sports. Ben is our producer today, 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Tony, what's up? Hey, Steve. What's up, buddy? How's it going, man? Okay. Um, Steve, uh, I was listening to Shane this morning, and he brought up the fact that uh, today's the anniversary of the Mets World Series, uh, the Bill Buckner play. And, uh, yeah. I was I was wondering where you were 37 years ago when Mookie Wilson hit that ball, went through Buckner's legs, and Ray Knight started jumping up and down, crossing home plate. Where were you? Who were you watching the game with, Steve? I was home. Uh, I was on my couch. I leaped, leapt off my couch, not believing that because I thought the Mets were dead in the water. Uh, uh-huh. And be and being the um, the uh, maligned Mets fan that I am, I didn't think that would help them because they had another game to play. But yeah. l- luckily wrong. Yeah, definitely. That's that's always usually lost, uh, forgotten to, to a history that, that that was only game six. Correct. You know, the uh, the uh, Mets still had to win a game seven and they had to go win it against Bruce Hurst, who, you know, aside from Clemens, was kind of like their ace, real tough lefty. Um, had a real good career. Um, I was on the couch watching it at my grandpa's house, and I told you once before that he was a uh, huge Mets fan, diehard from the old polo ground days. So uh, I was 12 years old, and uh, I remember like it was yesterday, one of the greatest uh, moments in baseball history. So unfortunate that that identified Buckner, though, because he, uh, he was one heck of a ball player, and uh, that really uh, carried Willem throughout his whole career and his life, really. Yeah, kind of a shame. Kind of a strange dude, Buckner, but he was a very—I mean, he wasn't—he wasn't a Hall of Famer by any stretch, but a very solid player who was a good hitter for most of his career. Definitely for sure. All right, man, that's all I got. Hey, about the black shirts—you know, there's no way that the UAA knew that that was going to be a noon game, anyways. You know, I mean, that's only set like a week ago, so. you know, it is what it is. It is Florida. I, I've i seen that it could be about 60, 70 degrees. So, I don't know. It could be a heat wave. It could snow. It, it, it's Florida speed. So, we'll see what happens. All okay. right. Take care, buddy. Yep. Thank you, Tony. Adam says, when the Wall Street Journal tunes in the Arkansas game, they're going to drop us in the public university academic rankings. Going to look like a bunch of dum-dums holding a blackout at noon. Maybe the blackout will prevent Arkansas from scoring a touchdown. Okay. Okay. I've tried to remain neutral 
on this? What is the big deal here? What is the big deal? This this has been known for months now. Why didn't anybody have an issue with it when it was first announced? Now, all of a sudden, there's this issue because it's going to be a little warm. Well, again, I'm going to say it. Free country. If you don't want to wear black, then don't wear black. Very easy. Rather than whine about it or moan about it, then don't wear black or don't go to the game or whatever it is you want to do. It's okay. I'm looking at this more from what it is and what it's for. I think it's a really good thing. And look, will somebody look at this nationally, right, and say, this looks stupid? Maybe, because if the broadcast says it's 86 degrees here in Gainesville and it's a blackout, I'm sure they're going to say, man, I'm sure some of those people are hot. I, yes, uh, and that, that's what they should say. But, I, again, I think there's issue, way bigger issues than that. And if somebody, I don't remember, maybe I'm wrong, and if you were one of these that did it, please call me and tell me, but I don't remember that many people at all complaining about this when it was announced. I think the reason is because it's going to be warm. Okay? I, I, I get it. Steven says, watching the D-backs last night, wondering how did they lose 78 games during the regular year. My man, Steven. Jerry Reed said it best, baby. When you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, you're not. Phillies, look at Castellanos. Good hitter. Nice year horrific in LCS. Horrific. He wasn't the only one. The Phillies didn't hit in the clutch. And some of their pitching wasn't as good. This is, this is what happens in a short series. And that's why I'm anxious over the next 10 years as a baseball fan to look at this and, and see how many years is it where the teams that have the best records over 162 games get bounced like the Braves did early, the Dodgers did, right, and then have teams like, you know, 80-win Arizona, whatever they won, get to the World Series? But think about it. Why is baseball any different than the NBA or the NHL? Look at the Boston Bruins last year. Boston Bruins set a record in the regular year. And look what happened to them. First round. Adios. And I get it. You, you, you want to have the regular season mean something. Then here's the dilemma. If it means something, then what baseball's doing, which is giving a buy to those teams that, well, okay, some think that's an advantage. You get to set your pitching, you get bumps and bruises, you get to rest, 
Other people think, don't want that. We're used to the grind. We're used to the everyday. Let's just go out and play. You lose your edge. I mean, who who would it, look at Ronald Acuna? He was he's the probably the MVP of the league. He was horrible, horrible in the postseason. So sometimes it's when you you, you it's when you perform. And Mike, you you, you now sent me like seventy five emails, but I'm going to read this one. And I'm just going to tell you, you're full of crap. Okay? When you tell me that I shame people who have different opinions than me, that's just, that's just wrong. If I didn't want opinions shared, I wouldn't do this. And I wouldn't accept your emails or anybody else's. I have a right to my opinion just as you have a right to yours. And sometimes we can differ. Yeah, that's okay. That's America. Hour two coming up. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Top tier tree specialists specializes in tree removal, tree trimming, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris hauling, and emergency tree service. We are experts in storm recovery and have the team and the proper equipment to provide you with professional results. Trust your tree service needs to the experts at Top Tier Tree Specialists. And don't wait for disaster to strike. Visit us online at toptiertreespecialists.com. Licensed and insured for your protection. Total Control. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? You can have total control of your home environment with help from Electronics World. Let the pros at EW install a system to control your audio, video, lights, locks, thermostats, custom shades, garage door, and more. Plus, monitor your surveillance cameras with just one app. Now that's total control. Electronics World. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state-licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell. You need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Hey, if you're thinking about getting the latest iPhone, check this out. With Boost Infinite, you get the latest iPhone every year and unlimited wireless for just $60 a month. Yeah, you get the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium. Then again, next year you get the latest iPhone. 
every year. Boost Infinite, infinitely better. To learn more, pick up your phone, dial pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. That's pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. Terms apply. After 30 gigabytes, service may be slow. Receive a comparable iPhone model each year with an acceptable trade-in every year. Requires credit qualification and 36-month phone financing agreement. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from this station's network. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome into a Black Jersey Wednesday here on Sports Scene. Just kidding. Welcome into Hour 2. It amazes me sometimes. And it's okay that we sit here and want to talk sports. It's Florida, Georgia week. The World Series is about to start. And we're talking black jerseys. But the form is for. I, I'm flexible. That's what you want to talk about? I'll talk about it. But it is amazing to me that there's been not a lot of X and O football talk here with this game coming up. And I think Gator fans are scared's the wrong word. Let me think of a better one. Apprehensive. I think we can win this game, but if things go right, but I want to have confidence, but. And I get it. I get it. Georgia fans, I think, would be feeling the same way if the situations were reversed. Call us up, talk some sports, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Ron says there's a certain segment of folks that would complain if the game was free. How many complainers and whiners are veterans? Mike says Penn State calls whiteouts on 24 hours notice. Move the date. It's not too late. How hard is this? Okay, let's say you move the date to the Florida State game. It's 85 degrees that day. What do you do? What do you do? What what date are you going to move it to now? It's not that easy. Uh, Brad, who's streaming us from Knoxville, don't you think too much is being made about the black jerseys in the daytime start? Yes, I do think that. Don't have a problem with black jerseys, but I'm an old school, keep it orange, blue, and white guy. Personally want to win and turn Arkansas jerseys black and blue by the end of the game. Let's get PG here. PG, hello. Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I actually bought my first black gator shirt Sunday. And uh, I'm pretty proud of it. I think it's awesome. So I'll wear it maybe even this weekend up in Jacksonville. I don't know. But I'll wear it whenever I want. not really worried about the heat. It's cool and different. So whatever. Um, I just wanted to touch on the postseason baseball stuff you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And what, one of the things that I noticed, when you get late into the series, and sometimes the team will bring in a starter, mm-hmm. but, man, those bullpens are so important, man. Like, it's – it's a bullpen battle a lot of times in yep. game six and seven. It sure is. Um, yeah, you better have a good one. So, speaking of the Mets, Arizona's bullpen is a bunch of Mets cast-offs, including their closer who locked it down last night. Um, just amazing. Like, I think that team's pretty good. Perdomo and their catcher can really receive it back there, and they are red hot. But um, did you think – one of the questions I have for you, I think it was game two 
when Philly was up 10-1. Was that game two to go up 2-0? Uh, I think. Okay, but it was early. It might have been game three or whatever. But I think it was game two. They were going up 2-0. Man, I said it to Jeff. It looked like they had won the World Series, man. They were in there. They, were, they looked like they were about to go throw a position player out there to pitch. And I know momentum's a crazy thing and being hot in the postseason, but I don't know, man. I feel like they were just too up. And after that, because Castellanos was hot before that. His son was a big thing. They kept showing him, which I thought was awesome. Every time he did well, his son was going crazy in the first row. But after that, man, it was almost like they blew their load, and that was it. Um, but I do, I do think being hot is the key. But, but sometimes it can just flip, man, quick. So I think that might have been one of those moments. Here's the thing I think, and I'm guilty of this, PG, sometimes, because a lot of critics will look at the Phillies and say, they didn't do this right, they didn't do that right, and I think you'd be okay in saying that, but sometimes you don't give credit to the team that won it, right? And and look, Marte, Corbin Carroll were really good in this series. You mentioned about the bullpen, and, and think about it. How many, before this thing started and Arizona got into the playoffs, how many people could name five guys on their team? I mean, look at Merrill Kelly, the dude who pitched last night. It started. I mean, just it's it, again, it's a it's a testament to what this team did. It got hot at the right time. And like you mentioned Carol, like their whole outfield, the guys don't look like they're six foot, but they get up there and they battle. It's a fun team to watch. I like watching Arizona. I'm actually really rooting for them. I don't know if it's because I'm a Mets fan. I just like the underdog, but. Um, I agree with you, man. One more thing, postseason-wise. So, I know Altuve catches a lot of heat, and rightfully so. You know, the whole shirt thing and the bashing, hitting on trash cans. But do you realize how good his postseason numbers are and how many games he's played? Oh, yeah. Have you looked at that? I haven't looked at it, but he, I just I, know, I don't have his numbers. But I, I know from watching yeah. him, he's really good. Yeah, man. He's about to take, like, he's about to be one – he already is one of the best postseason hitters ever. And pretty soon, he's, a, he's just a few numbers away from being, like, prolific. Look at that, because I think it's so tarnished from what they did that people will never give him the credit. And his story's pretty cool, too. Like, in Venezuela, they wouldn't even – he was trying to go to a tryout, and they just didn't believe that he was one of the players. So he had to go back three days in a row, and finally the Astros scout let him in. And, uh, and and the rest is history. So and here's cool. and here's the other. You know, I talked about giving credit to the Diamondbacks. I just did a little math. If you take Trey Turner, uh, Bryce Harper, and Kyle Schwarber, they win a combined one for twenty-four. Uh, Schwarber one for five in his last two games. Harper zero for seven with three strikeouts. Final two games. Turner zero for twelve last three games. That's Hard to win when your when your better hitters are doing that. Yeah, and Arizona did it in Philly. That was an that was that was a home field advantage, man. Those guys had all the momentum, and that was it was crazy. It was yep. fun to watch that. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, thank you, man. Okay, thank Appreciate you, it. PG. Uh, Shane, welcome to the show. Hey, I want to call in and talk about the Georgia Florida game today and see what uh, your thoughts are there. Okay. Um, the over under at like forty something points. I'm thinking the Gators are going to have to score 30. 
to be in this game. Um, if it becomes a defensive game, I, I just don't see how uh, how we can we're, we're going to stop them even without Brock Bowers from getting that big play. Um, I, I know what your thoughts are, but our secondary just at this point Bowers' deep ball is, has been on cue. And so I see at least two touchdowns on that secondary that we just seem to always leave somebody uncovered at least once or twice. Um, do you think we can score 30-plus points against Georgia, I guess, is the question. Tough to do. Tough to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I think Florida has a little better chance of winning a defensive game than it does winning an offensive game. Not that Florida – can't score, but I think Georgia's defense is pretty darn good. Now, you know, they've been more vulnerable this year than the previous two because of all those guys going to the NFL that are playing on Sundays now that play defense for them. Right. But I still think they're pretty darn good. And this, I think this is great if you're a Gator fan. This is great if you're looking at Billy Napier because at least in the short term, this is a litmus test. How do they line up? And I do agree with my previous guest today from Pro Football Focus. I'm not saying Florida's going to win the game, but I think Florida will acquit itself much better than some people think. I would be happy with a less than 10-point loss, um, just reality when it comes to athletes. Again, I agree with you. I don't know how we can muster over 30 points in the game when I just don't know he's going to have time to throw the ball. And there's no way we run the ball against Georgia. It, it will be less than 50 yards. There's no way. So um, he's going to have to throw for 300 yards again, and I just don't know if we have enough time to do it. Um, I, I would guess that maybe some reason folks aren't calling to, to talk about the game, Steve. I don't know many Gator fans who think we can win. Um, I'm heading over there. I'm driving out tonight. We're, we're heading to Jacksonville. We'll be there on Thursday night. I, we're just hoping to go in there and not get killed. Um, I'm not sure who else feels that way, but all of my Gator fans are like, hey, we just hope to keep it, you know, less than 10 points. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Thank you, know, you, Shane. Again, can't wait for the game. Excited to see what happens, though. All and, right. oh, by the way, I'm not wearing black on uh, Arkansas Day. Don't have a black shirt. Okay. All right, Shane. Thank you for your call. Uh, Andrew says, why aren't they doing camouflage with all the stuff going on? It's, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I got to get used to this, that sometimes I want to talk X's and O's, and instead we're talking about camouflage and black and all that, but that's just how it is. Um, BB says Johnny Cash, the man in black, would be ashamed of all you complainers. After the Saints' terrible call a few years ago, I just think officiating as being, it is what it is now. Um, he said, you probably heard this, but I have to repeat it concerning the Arkansas meltdown because I've never heard anything like this before from Hog Sports writer Trey Biddy. In addition to the struggles, Enos had blocked multiple members of the media on X, Twitter, and also replied to emails from fans in rather bizarre fashion. Personally, believes the pressure got to him. Could have. Could have. Once again, fans on social media can be downright nasty and downright mean. And I'd, I've never understood that. I don't know what that accomplishes, but I guess we'll find out. We'll get Matt real quick. Matt, hello. 
Steve, real quick, I, I'll, I'm not going to call to give my score later in the week, but I think this could be an epic upset for us. Steve, we have a better quarterback than they do. We have better wide receivers than they do. And we have better running backs than, than they do. Yes, I said that, and you're more than willing to argue with me on that one, but I, I really feel that is the case. And honestly, I think we have a better tight end than they do because theirs is not going to be playing. This is a good opportunity. Their front seven on defense is their weakest point of their defense. Um, I do think we can run more than 50 yards. And uh, But, look, Graham's going to have to play the best game of his career, but I think he's capable of doing it. I'm going to go ahead and call it, Steve, 27-24. We're going to win this, and it'll be the biggest win Florida's ever had in this series. See ya. Okay, thank you. We will certainly find out. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Chilowee, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Major Carmona. The Florida volleyball team will face off against Ole Miss tonight at 7. 19th-ranked Gators are coming off of a 3-1 win over Texas A&M. The Gators have dominated on the road as they are 6-1 away from the Swamp. The Orlando Magic will tip off their 2023 season with a game against the Houston Rockets at 7 p.m. The Magic's young roster will look to build off upon last year as the young star Paolo Banquero will enter his second year in the league. In the majors, the World Series is set. The Arizona Diamondbacks and Texas Rangers will face off for the Commissioner's Trophy just two years after both teams combined for over 200 losses. Game 1 will take place this Friday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Major Carmona. I'm living the life. Friends, Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue invites you to come down and check out their vehicles, but only if you're looking for the best and late model low mileage vehicles. The reason? They don't have any new ones. They've specialized, the Cousins family has, for over 40 years in providing you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle. And the selection is great. The variety is great. And the quality is great. I've been driving a vehicle of theirs for years. Every one of them I've driven has been great for me. They can do the same for you. And remember this as well. When you go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, their sales staff is there to help you never to try to hard sell you a vehicle. You can test drive the vehicles, look them over for yourself, and check out what vehicle you may want to purchase. Always remember this. You can go online, secars.com, and check them out that way as well. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. If that I lived before I started having knee pain 10 years ago. Meet Julie, a woman who makes the most of every moment in life. But over the last years, those moments were filled with agonizing pain until she discovered QC Kinetics. Finally, the pain got so bad that people around me are like, oh, when are you getting your knee replaced? I was walking, hobbling. I listened to my last QC Kinetics commercial and I said, I'm done. I got to find out about this. What Julie found out was QC Kinetics treats osteoarthritis with regenerative therapies, taking your body 
body's own healing properties and concentrating them in the areas where you feel pain, helping heal and restore those damaged areas. No harmful steroids, surgery, or downtime. It changed how I'm living. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. Get back your life before the pain. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Whether the game is home or away, Gator fans have been going places. Take your Gator pride everywhere with UF's newly designed license plate. Your plate purchase supports UF and first-generation student scholarships. And don't forget, Florida residents can collect a $25 Gator plate rebate. Visit ufplates.com to learn more. Upgrade to a UF specialty plate today. And remember, wherever you go, go Gators! Buy a seat for the Breeders' Cup World Championships, and chances are you won't use all of it, just the edge, because that's where the experience will have you. On the edge of your seat to witness the brightest stars from around the world, on the edge of your seat for the long shots, the upsets, and an experience that's truly a breed apart. November 3rd and 4th at Santa Anita Park, they'll come from around the globe to keep you on the edge of your seat. You can get your tickets today at BreedersCup.com. Worn-out tires are a danger to you, your passengers, and other drivers. TireRack.com reminds you to inspect your tires regularly. Grab a quarter, stick it in the tread, and if you can see the top of Washington's head, it's time to replace. Go to my page, TireRack.com slash Dan. Use the Tire Decision Guide to find the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Goodyear tires and tread confidently. TireRack.com. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Coach Steve Spurry, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Stevie, good stuff, I wish, from Songs in the Key of Life. All right, we got uh, about 40 minutes left, still plenty of time to talk sports with you, or black jerseys, or whatever you want to do. 392-8255, you can email srussell at wruf.com. Also, uh, CBS going to be here, last go-around Florida, Georgia for CBS. Uh, I asked, will you miss CBS's coverage? Jesse says, love the CBS. Always thought Vern was sipping on a little bourbon. He was great and enjoyed Gary as well. Hope the new package has a 3.30 time slot. Weather will be in the mid-70s. Perfect for black jerseys for a good cause. Just get the W and move on. Ryan says, last I checked, gets really hot in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Lubbock, Texas, and Orlando. 
All these teams wear black or have worn black at home. He'll definitely miss CBS on Saturdays. Already miss Uncle Vern, though Brad and Gary do a great job. Not going to read number three, but I agree with you, Ryan, on number three. Um, Let's see. I don't know a name. Oh, Sterling. Okay. Uh, Big fan of the show, longtime listener. What are your thoughts on Gators' special teams, more specifically kick return and punt return? Is there a reason we aren't more aggressive? Seems like we're always taking a fair catch. I miss the days of us having some electric return guys and shifting the momentum of the game. I'll be in Jacksonville to watch us take down number one ranked Georgia. And he says the blackout debate's laughable. Either support the cause or don't. Stop warning about the black shirts. It's Florida. Um, Sterling, you make a great point here about special teams. And we can see, and we already did see, the magnitude or the effect it had when Florida was having kicking issues and then Trey Smack got in there and sort of stabilized that. And the punting's been decent, too, with a, with a returning kicker. As far as the returners, remember <clears throat> now just about every, they're, they're, they don't want people to return kicks anymore. So the ball is almost routinely kicked to the end zone. So kickoff returns are almost a thing of the past. And on punt returns, I, I can't answer that. I mean, but think about it. How many teams can you think of that have a dynamic guy? It, it, it's just harder. I think punters are pretty good about – remember, they used to angle out of bounds. Remember those days to, to resort to not having the return? Well, now they do a better job hanging the high, which means your, your coverage team gets down there. But, yeah, I kind of miss that. I, I, I kind of wish there was a little more action, but I understand the safety factor in that as well. Chris says, I'm a Dodgers fan. If they can't win, if they can't be in the World Series, I think it's great that two teams nobody predicted are. Pulling for the D-backs, they have less than half the payroll of the Rangers. I think it's great for the game to not have the usual suspects with the highest payrolls in the World Series. He says, on a Gator baseball note, why don't they broadcast the UF-Georgia exhibition game online? Uh, I don't know. Answer to that. Like I I know I used to do the, the, the Gator basketball teams having their scrimmage. I'm sorry, their their orange and blue game. I used to broadcast that. Um, And they would also have a team come in and play an exhibition game. I'd broadcast that. Uh, I will ask that. Maybe sometime uh, that can be done. I mean, again, it is an exhibition. That's probably the real answer, Chris. But uh, I can ask. Larry says, just curious, when was the last time you sat with us peons in the stands instead of an air-conditioned press box? Just curious. Well, where I sit, Larry, it is not air-conditioned. Let me make that point number one. Now, am I in the sun? No, I am not, but it is not air-conditioned. So when it's hot and muggy in September and August, I'm hot and muggy, just not in the sun. So no, I'm not lounging in the press box with uh, air-conditioning sunglasses and uh, a glass of bourbon in my hand. No. Uh, But again, to be fair, not in the sun either. Brandon says, my comment is regarding the Florida-Georgia game, looking a little deeper into the stats, Georgia's number one on third down defense. Florida struggles with converting. That's a huge deal to me. Could be. I think Florida's going to have to do a lot better job with that statistic. In your opinion, will the Gators be able to make enough third down plays to stay in the game? I think it's one of the keys to the game. I, I really do. You, you don't want three and out, especially against that bunch. So I think it's a key number in the game. 
Can you give me a few reasons why Merch isn't at least in the top eight to ten for Heisman through the first seven games? He's passed for nearly 2,000 yards, 12 TDs, only two interceptions, with 76 percent completion rate. But saying top five, I think maybe top eight to top ten. His numbers don't. The completion rate is certainly good, but he hasn't thrown a lot of touchdown passes, right? I mean, what's Florida's record? How many touchdown passes has he thrown? He doesn't light it up when it comes to that. Now, he did last week, certainly. If if those numbers had continued, Brandon, I think he would be in the conversation. And another reason is Florida's not unbeaten, right? You, 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 in order for a person these days to win a Heisman when you're playing on just an okay team, your numbers had better be like off the chart good, uh, and they're not. Um, Gator Dave in Atlanta says, listen to your show every week online. Thanks. Keep up the great work. I appreciate you listening. Thank you, David. I think Georgia plays to their competition. With the kids being paid to play these days, you have to wonder if there are financial incentives to win particular games. Remember Miami slush fun years back. I'm not sure these kids are playing for the love of the game or to represent their universe like in the old days. Sad indictment. He thinks Georgia's going to win big. I pray I'm wrong. Unfortunately, money is a big incentive these days. Have a great day. Gator Dave, I'll say this. Let's say Bennett uh, is the quarterback and he's being paid a lot of money. Okay? Do I think that takes away from Bennett on game day? I don't at all. I, I th- If you're being paid, not being paid, once you hit that football field, you're, 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 you're there to win. Paid or not, you're there to win. Now, does it help you getting paid? Sure it does. But it doesn't take away from the fact when you're competing, when you're on that field, you want to beat the other team's brains in and you want to win the game. So the money... I don't think is as big a deal as some might think it is. Here's where it's a bigger deal, okay? If fans realize player X is making this much money and player X doesn't perform to what that perceived standard is, trouble. Like in the NFL, like in Major League Baseball, if you're making you know X millions and you hit 160, you're making X millions and you're a quarterback and you throw – five touchdowns and 12 picks, that's going to get out there. That's a problem. Uh, Paul says, um, when I saw you to get a baseball game last summer, you weren't sitting, you were standing with us fans. Yes, I did. Um, uh, out in the outfield uh, near the berm. So sometimes I, when I go to a game of not broadcasting and I will go to the press box, but I like sometimes being out among fans to hear what and hear what they have to say and see what they do. So you're right, Paul. Thank you. 128 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Paid for by the American Hospital Association. Each day and in every community, hospitals and health systems are committed to delivering high-quality medical care. But they're also supporting people and communities in a wide variety of other ways. 
A new report shows that hospitals provided nearly $130 billion in total benefits to their communities, providing around-the-clock care and essential services while also addressing unmet health needs. Overall, total community benefits made up over 15% of the total expenses of hospitals and health systems. Brett Esrock of Health First. Hi, this is Brett Esrock, CFO and COO for Health First. Supporting the health and wellness of our community is our mission. It drives everything we do, from the care we provide in the hospital, to financial assistance, to expanding access to services in vulnerable populations, to contributing to the infrastructure and economy of our community. To view the full report and learn more, visit AHA.org. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. Texting privacy policy in terms of conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of Or Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. And medication can help. Now, Trexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking so you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started Or Health to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text SOBER to 323232 to get a secure link to Or Health's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment and if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your door. No doctor's office visits required. Tax the word sober to 323232 to get started today. That's sober to 323232. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Your Wednesday afternoon is looking partly to mostly sunny with a strong breeze easily pushing highs into the 80s. Tonight, simply cool and dry in the 60s. And we're just looking at more of the same on Thursday and Friday with sunny skies all the way and highs in the 80s. Now, it will be slightly warmer this weekend, but dry weather continues. From UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. This is the Swamp. Snap back, looking left. Throws. Intercepted to Florida gets the stop. It's the Florida-Georgia game on Saturday, October 28th. 15-10 to the house. Touchdown, Kickoff is set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, with pregame coverage beginning at 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Our final half hour, we're hopeful. I'm crossing my fingers. Urban Meyer gets done with his golf game early. Because if he does, he'll make it for the last segment today. If not, we'll try to reschedule him because I certainly want to get his memories of Florida, Georgia, and get his thoughts on the upcoming game. 392-8255, email russell at wruf.com. Jim is next. Hi, Jim. 
Hey, Steve, how are you today? Very well, sir. Yeah, great, great day, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. My question was, um, I'm still upset over that call at the Kentucky game that I think kind of turned it around when Florida got called for hurdling over the offensive line on the punt. I see television games, not a lot of them, but there are plenty of them where that hurdling goes on every single game and why they chose to call that. Plus, on the offense, it's a carte blanche for a receiver or quarterback or running back or anybody else to to jump over. So if it's a safety factor, that doesn't make much sense. So I think they ought to take a look at that you know, at that rule, and uh, it fares for one, fares for all. So, well, I, I, I'll say this. You're not – I'm not saying this is you, um, and I think this is indicative of any fan base, not just Florida. But when I go online and I see, oh, uh, he missed a blatant hold call. I, uh, he missed a blatant pass interference. It's funny. You never see it where they missed the call the other way. It was just against right. your team. And I get that. that yeah. That's part of what fandom yeah. is. But I think the bigger issue here is what you're kind of pointing out is not who it's called against, but is it called correctly? Is it called both ways? Do they need to change a rule? I mean, that's why they have rules committees, and I think they do a, a good job, by and large, in trying to police the game, but it's not perfect. Yeah, I, I mean, officiating is a hard job. You you got a hundred pass plays during the game, and I mean, pass interference can probably be called legally uh, <laughs> yeah. on on ninety percent of them, and <laughs> yep. uh, and that's just tough. I saw a Tennessee player touch an Alabama player; they called it. Then you see an Alabama player wrestle one to the ground, and they don't call it. So. Uh, you know, it's 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 a tough job, and I, I respect what they do, and I don't think you lose or win on the basis of uh, one call or officiating or anything like that. My my hats off to them, and uh, they do a they, they do the best job they can do. It is difficult, and uh, I don't want to be in the corner of saying, "Oh, it's terrible," and but I think they're I think they're doing the best that they can do, um, and I know some coaches give them a lot of grief, and uh, maybe they ought to you know, tee them up one time and see what happens with that. So thank you for your time, Steve. I appreciate yours, Jim. Thank you. You know what's interesting to me? I just texted um, a friend of mine in the NFL because of what Ursay has asked for after the Colts got hosed the other day. Um, it's just like the SEC. For those who don't know this, any school has the capability – it's not going to change the call. But let's say, I'll use Florida, there was a play or two plays or three plays, whatever it plays in the game that they feel the officials did not get right. They can send that to the SEC office for review. It doesn't change it, but it puts the officials and the, and the officiating crew on notice they are graded, and if they don't make a certain grade, they don't keep their jobs. Well, the NFL does the same thing. 
The NFL communicates with every team every week about calls that are missed or not made or blown or whatever that is. So, but in the league, I'm not sure if there's a rule in college football, but there is in the NFL where team officials like Ursay are prohibited from commenting. I asked that specific question to him, and he said you cannot comment publicly on those discussions. He's done that. So he could be in some hot water from the league. We will see. I'll, I'll give you my point of view here. It's funny to me. Baseball, in response apparently to fans, said we have to speed up the game. And in doing so, we're going to make some rule changes. Pitch clock, you know, all that, and it's worked. Games are shorter. What they, what they implemented, what they tried to do, worked, right? In football, are games getting longer? They seem to be. Why? Because of replay. Because of more and more plays being challenged. More and more plays being reviewed. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's, it's an interesting parallel that in one sport, you're trying to speed the game up. In the other one, you don't care if the game is, is slow or not. The idea is to get the call right. Bruce in High Springs says, been watching the Gators since 67. Never heard such silliness regarding the blackout. Like you said, you don't want to wear black, then don't. Uh, not a good reaction from the fans. Well, I mean, that is true. You either can do it or not do it. Uh, William has, I say this to the end, because he, he's talking about this Michigan thing. He's baffled how big a story this has become. I'm not. Simple question, why do you hire an army of people if you don't plan on doing things like this? Well, you can hire an army of people, but if you have the army of people do something that's not legal, how does it justify hiring the army of people? His assumption was all coaches were doing this would be concerned if Napier wasn't. I'll say this one last time. If you as a team don't change your signals and somebody can figure them out based on going to a game at a public forum, that is a personal problem. Well, it isn't. What if this happens, William? I'll take this one more step further, okay? Game one, I'm using a set of signals. I bought a ticket to the game. And I, on a phone, record the signals. Game two, I change them. So to your point, should you change them? Well, I don't feel that most coaches don't think you need to, but if you do, would that alleviate the problem? Yes. But think of the work now. You're changing signals every week, right? Why? Because some dude is in the stands with a phone. Is that the way it was meant to be? I'm not sure. He says it's all part of the game. Like you mentioned, like I mentioned with high school the other day, his dad did the same. I, I'm really also surprised that this hasn't gotten 
more play from fans. And I think the only way this will get more play from fans is if it affects your team. If if somebody if if Florida loses a game and it comes out that Arkansas knew Florida signals knew that you, don't tell me you wouldn't be crazy mad over that. I think you would be. I think any fan base would be. So I think that's why, in part, William, this has gotten the play that it's gotten. And I will also agree with uh, Max Chabick from Pro Football Focus that I do think more and more is coming out about this. And as it does, it looks less and less pretty. We'll see where it ends up. I'm, my prediction is Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan. I do, especially if they win the championship this year. If they win and they're still under this scrutiny, he's going to say, I'm done. I'm going back to the NFL. I really believe that. Um, we will see, but I think that is certainly something that could happen. All right, we got one segment left. I don't think we're going to get Coach Meyer. Um, we'll try to get him rescheduled. Um, we tried. But you know what? He got a golf game. I get it. If I was him, I'd go play golf too, if I could. Um, don't forget um, the Gator men's basketball team has a scrimmage coming up. It's Thursday, a week from tomorrow. Um, you can check out the new team for the first time at the event. It is a free event. Uh, haven't heard much about Kelly Ray Finley and her team, but they're out, they're practicing too. And um, it's it's weird. The season begins November sixth for the men. That's not that far away. It sneaks up on you, man. We're in the middle of football, middle of football, middle of football. All of a sudden, bam! Here comes basketball. Um, it should be fun on both ends to see um, who was doing what. One forty three time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Major Carmona. The Florida women's golf team is currently participating in the Alley Tournament in Mississippi. At last look, the Gators are in the lead after the second round. Florida is being led by Massey Filler who is minus five through nine holes. The Orlando Magic will tip off their 2023 season with a game against the Houston Rockets at 7 p.m. The Magic's young roster will look to build off upon last year as the young star Paolo Banquero will enter his second year in the league. In the majors, the World Series is set. The Arizona Diamondbacks and Texas Rangers will face off for the Commissioner's Trophy just two years after both teams combined for over 200 losses. Game one will take place this Friday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Adrian Carmona. FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey, Bill. Is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. 
International Diamond Center's incredible semi-annual store-wide sale is coming November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It's a three-day, $60 million event. You can take up to 20% off virtually anything or get three years zero interest financing. Get that $2,000 eternity band and pay just $56 a month. You can't miss this. Up to 20% off or three years zero interest financing. All rings, all earrings, all bands, all bracelets, all fashion jewelry, even GIA certified diamonds. November 3rd, 4th, and 5th at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Top tier tree specialists specializes in tree removal, tree trimming, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris hauling, and emergency tree service. We are experts in storm recovery and have the team and the proper equipment to provide you with professional results. Trust your tree service needs to the experts at top tier tree specialists. And don't wait for disaster to strike. Visit us online at toptiertreespecialists.com. Licensed and insured for your protection. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melden Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melden Law, we won't back down. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m., WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Big game for them tomorrow. South Carolina here. We'll have it live at 645. Florida's trying to get qualified <clears throat> to make the SEC tournament. Uh, they need some help, and they need to get a win to get in it. All right, our last segment today, we still have time to hear from you, 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Brian says, and we'll do this maybe tomorrow, or maybe Friday. Uh, he says, uh, what are your memories of Florida, Georgia? Uh, your favorite. I was only eight. He remembers the 92 game as an all-time favorite. Timeout just before Georgia quarterback Eric Zier threw what could have been the game-winning touchdown. Uh, big congrats and a thank you to the D-backs for taking out the Phillies. Braves, nations behind you guys in the World Series. You know... For me, as a kid who came from the North, I only got to see pro venues and one college venue, Mikey Stadium, you know, where Army plays. That was it. Um, and getting here, it's cool to see different college venues. You know, certainly that home-and-home, home, Florida, Georgia, was cool. Um, the first time I went to Jacksonville to see the game, you know, half and half, half red, it was amazing to me. I mentioned this yesterday. The downside of that was, you know, watching fourth and dumb uh, in 76 when Florida had a chance. They had Georgia beaten 27-10 at the half or whatever the score was and ended up losing the game. Uh, so, but, yeah. 
getting to see all these venues for the first time, I'm so fortunate to have been able to, throughout my career here, to go to national championship games and broadcast games and all that. Some of those memories are priceless. All right, we got uh, a couple of more emails here and about <clears throat> 10 more minutes to fill. Uh, one has to do with uh, officiating. One has to do with broadcasting. Let's get to the officiating one first. Bill says, I'm old school. I kind of liked it the way it was. I get it that with replay, you're going to get some calls that were not right, made right. I understand that. But I guess I'm just one of those that just likes to see the human element in a game, even if it affects my team in a negative way. I, like some others who have called, don't want more replay. I want less of it. Let the officials do their job, understanding they're going to make some mistakes. If they make too many mistakes, then they'll be out of a job. Okay. Like I said, I understand that I, I was a proponent of, of replay. I wanted it. It's gone a little bit too far to me now. I wouldn't go too much more. But I think you do have to tweak. I think you have to look at situations as they arise and see what you can do to fix them. Paul uh, says, I think one of the reasons why, and you said it, not a lot of Florida Georgia talk is because Gator fans are just should I should I say scared? Should I say uh hoping that something good will happen and don't want to jinx it? I don't know how you jinx it, but I, I see your point. Daniel says, Would you say Florida's two years away from really being on the level with UGA? Probably. Probably. Now look. What The unknown of anything in this is the TP, the transfer portal. Look at Florida State. They got pretty good pretty fast, and they really utilized the transfer portal and were one of the best at doing it. They got good right away. Florida has had... Two nice will have it looks like two nice recruiting classes top top tens under Billy Napier now, but it, normally it takes younger talent time to develop. That's why I think, and with the schedule Florida has next year, that being elite, you know, being on the level of Ohio State, you know, somebody like that should take about that time. But you don't know the answer to that specifically because of the portal. Florida goes out and gets some difference makers at certain positions, we're having a whole different conversation, Daniel, right? Because you can augment. And and the other thing you don't know is who on the team leaves. You don't know that either. I mean, I'm being stupid here. Graham Mersch decides he wants to transfer and go to a different school because he's getting more money. Okay? I mean, well, that's is that going to happen? N no. Could it? In theory, it sure could happen. So that's the unknown. Nowadays, you have to not only go out and recruit, but you have to recruit your roster, your own roster, and keep it from being poached. And that's, unfortunately, part of the problem. Um, Joey, I know you're listening. 
one of my best friends in high school, he lives up in Georgia, and he says he agrees that the calls and emails should be addressing the Florida-Georgia game. Enjoy listening to you. It was great to see him at my reunion and catch up and, and uh, get back to communicating, and it was cool. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Joe. Appreciate you. Uh, okay, two more emails here have just popped up, thankfully, because we still got about five minutes to fill. Fred, my gosh, he has a baseball question. He says, uh, as a Mets fan, wh- what do the Mets need to do to get back in contention? Hire a manager, hire a general manager, and don't think that money buys everything because it doesn't. This year is proof of that. Look what happened to Max Scherzer. Look what happened to Justin Verlander. I can go on and on, right? Chemistry is important. Talent is important too, don't get me wrong. But you don't have to have, you know, you, you don't have to have the best. Sometimes the next tier is pretty good too. And chemistry and getting along and all that helps. It's tough in New York, man. You think you think it's tough here? I'm telling you, especially the Yankees. Every Yankee there's 162 games. Every Yankee game is dissected to the nth degree on the fan up there. I'm not sure I could do that. Where every single day, oh man, they lost last night six to two to just one game out of one sixty two. How it is. Adam, uh, NFL question. I saved it to last. What teams do you think are on the upswing? What teams do you think are in trouble when it comes to the NFL? Oh boy. I'll tell you a team that I think is dangerous is Jacksonville. Because I don't think they've played to their potential yet. I, you know, for whatever, like, kind of like Kansas City. They didn't really click on all cylinders till last week, and we saw what happened then when Kelsey went wild. I, I think Jacksonville has not hit its offensive peak yet. And if they do, they could be real trouble. Um, look at the AFC North. Every team is 500 or better. Did I think the Browns would be 4-2? and two? Did I think the Steelers would be 4-2? and two? No. And the Browns are doing it without Desmond Watson. So uh, they've been surprises. Houston, the Texans, they're 3-3 three and three after being horrible a year ago. Uh, teams in trouble, the L.A. Chargers. I think they will have their coach get fired. They have a lot of talent. They can't win close games. They, they, they get crushed in close games. They can't do it. Um, New England got a big win last week by beating the Colts, but I still think they're going to finish last in the AFC East. What's Belichick's future? Don't know. Um, Washington's in deep trouble, I think, uh, even though they're only a game under five hundred. The Giants are really bad. I think they're in trouble, too. Uh, Carolina is the worst team in the league, obviously. Arizona's awful. 
Um, I still think the 49ers are going to be good. They get their injured players back. When they're healthy, they're really, really good. So, uh, And I'm still a Detroit believer, despite getting blasted by uh, Baltimore a week ago. All right, I do have another email, which is going to carry me to the end of the show, I think. Randy, uh, long email here, I'm trying to sift through it. He basically says, uh, if Georgia doesn't win the East and Alabama doesn't win the West, who would be your next best bet to win it today? Missouri, probably, I would say. But they still have to play Florida and Georgia. I'm just saying today. In the West, boy, LSU. LSU, even though they got two losses, only one in the league. And if they beat Alabama head-to-head, that would certainly help them. So I would say them shakily. And I don't have Missouri's schedule in front of me, but I know Florida, Georgia, and Missouri are the only teams in the East that control their own destiny. It's down to those three. And if Florida loses Saturday, it'll be down to two. I think. I think that would eliminate Florida. I think. Um, So, there you go. Don't forget, tomorrow on the show, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here for a couple of segments. Call him up. Talk to him about your thoughts on this game. He'll give you his on some of the matchups. Mark Weiser, who covers Georgia football for the Athens newspaper, will join us. Uh, to give you the what his thoughts are on where he sees Georgia. And I really want to ask him specifically about what he thinks Georgia will do offensively without Brock Bowers. Will they rely on the run more? Are there other guys capable of stepping up at that position? Uh, so he'll be with us tomorrow as well. We hope you will be as well. Thanks to Bennett for producing the show today. We thank you for listening. And um, do this again tomorrow at 12 o'clock high noon and talk some sports with you here on sports scene you're listening to espn 98.1 fm 850 am wruf i'm steve russell enjoy the rest of your wednesday Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.